Hello, welcome back to the FND and Me podcast. This podcast is to raise awareness around functional neurological disorder. Each podcast, we will talk to a guest with their, about their experiences with FND and how it has affected them or how they involved within this condition. So, without further ado, sit back and enjoy this episode of FND and Me. Hello everybody, welcome back to the F&D Me podcast. I'm your host, Matthew, and I'm here today to talk to you about mental health and my struggles I've had with it personally. First off, I just want to apologise for the lack of content and how it created. It's been over 12 months since I did a podcast, and I'm sure I'll probably go into reasons to why over... Uh, the next uh, sort of 15-20 minutes while I'm, do- while I'm recording this podcast and I'll explain you know reasons behind that and the things that have been happening uh, just real quickly oh guys if you want to check me out on social media um, my twitter handle is at MatthewFND um, and you can check me out on Facebook as well just uh, FND and me podcast um, a lot of our content goes over there as well this will be going out on Anchor and Spotify Apple Music Google Podcasts. Um, so I hope you you, you enjoy uh, listening to to what I've got to say. So really, first thing I'm going to start off with is, like I say, it's apologising for a, a lack of content over sort of the last twelve months. Um, real life's got in the way. Things have happened, and some amazing things have happened, and some not amazing things have happened. Um, Obviously, I mean, globally, we've had the pandemic, which has been really hard on a lot of people. Um, but in February early this year, me and my wife, Rachel, we welcomed our second child into the world, baby Iris, um, back in February. Um, one of the most amazing days of my life. And, you know, she's nearly 10 months old now. She's my absolute rock. She helps me out through so much more than... Than I even know myself sometimes, I suppose, and that's kind of scary, I think. Like I said uh, at the beginning, what I really wanted to talk about today was um, mental health and how much either you may have struggled with that, or someone you may know have struggled with that, and how I've struggled with it personally. Now, I did think about writing a scripted sort of write down really what I wanted to say but I thought this probably wasn't going to be best and I thought probably the best thing to do here would be off the cuff and and sort of talk to you guys like how it is really so my, as most of you are aware, my mental health hasn't really been right since uh, my diagnosis back in May 2019. Um, when I was diagnosed with with, with FND, I, I did struggle to begin with to come to terms with it and and you know how it was and what it meant for me and my family. Um, you know, flipping my world, 
upside down really um but as time overcame you know i learned to accept it and um i learned to understand what was going on with fnd but the sort of back end of 2019 i i, I really struggled um quite quite badly with my own mental health um and i didn't know so much way to turn or, or what to do really and I, I did manage to get hold of the doctors and the gp and we you know we spoke to the local mental health team and you know we had a bit of counseling and things like that and you know that seemed to help short term i got put on some some medication uh, some antidepressants because i was quite depressed and i was getting got quite bad really um and that seemed to help for a while and then you know life sort of takes over and i went back to work and you know i started back at work and things started looking up and you know the birth of my daughter this year was truly amazing but things started turning for me i'd say maybe four maybe five months ago things just didn't seem just right and things weren't really clocking up correctly in my head and i couldn't figure out what it was or or how these things were happening or what i was thinking and whether that was right to be thinking things like that and it was kind of scary and um i thought you know like most people tomorrow's another day i'll i'll just plod on tomorrow and hopefully tomorrow will be better and i hoped that as every day sort of went by i would try my hardest to make tomorrow and the next day and the following day a better day than the previous day and i kind of put it to the back of my head and tried to ignore it which isn't the correct thing to do really and i tried my hardest my damn hardest to hide it from the people that love me the most and i don't think looking back on it now that what that wasn't the right decision for me to do and i slowly deteriorated day by day i got worse and worse and unfortunately i, I didn't seek the help when i needed it right at the beginning and I carried on thinking this same sort of thing in my head like tomorrow's a new day I'll be okay just working through you know the stigma of I'm a man so it should be okay you know like I shouldn't have these issues I shouldn't be where I am I should be pushing forward and 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 going to work and, and providing for my family and that ended up taking its toll on me like seriously taking its toll on me and I did talk about it and I sort of bottled it up and it sort of came to a head and I ended up having to take some time off work because I couldn't cope with the stresses of work on top of all the stresses I had at home and how I was feeling and it sort of all got a bit on top of me so I've been off work since um, since the summer beginning of the summer um, with mental health issues which you know doesn't do anyone any favours I suppose because 
I'm not at work, I'm not socialising with people, I'm not talking to people as much as I would be if I was at work. And I understand that. But then I gotta say that, you know, I tried to get the help by speaking to the doctors, so the right kind of doctors got the right kind of help and they managed to change over medication, so I thought maybe it's just something to do with antidepressant that I've been on for a while, so it changed me over to a new one and you know, being on that for a while. And I started thinking, you know, oh, things seem to be getting better, you know. But if I'm truly honest with myself, and with all you, I, I think I was just lying to myself. I wasn't really getting any better. And I was just building it up and building it up. And I started sleeping less and less. And I started overthinking everything all the time. Um, and it sort of peaked for me when and I, I'm quite bad now still um, but the peak for me was sort of four, four or five weeks ago um, I, 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 I didn't want to be here anymore I didn't want to live and I genuinely wanted to kill myself and I told my wife, I sat down, Sunday dinner, had our tea, and I just said to her, look, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be here. I told her she deserved better than what I could provide. The children deserved a, a better father than what I could be. And that in itself, that saying that, that scared me by telling her that and it's and you know it's it's okay with saying you know i'm not okay and i don't want to be here but i kind of take it a step further and i had, i had a plan of what i was going to do and how i was going to do it and that really sort of sort of scared me sideways to think that I really had a plan to end my own life which is very selfish of me I do believe and I, I immediately the next day got on the phone to the doctors because I, I just couldn't cope anymore I, I didn't know which way to turn my wife couldn't help me I felt like they were better off without me and that I didn't belong here anymore so after a bit of to and fro with the doctors and one problem seemed to be after another, I had to, we ended up having the, the mental health crisis team involved and they came out to the house on a Sunday, which is pretty unusual for the NHS, but I suppose when you're in a crisis, then, you know, you're in the crisis. It doesn't matter what time of day it is or when it is. And they come and had a chat with me and had a really in-depth chat with me about everything and how I was feeling and things like that and and I was put on a high risk category high risk of suicide and I suppose a lot of factors are played into that including factors of my age suicide is the highest killer in men under the age of 45 and you don't 
nobody really talks about that. No one really says that if you took a percentage, you know, if you took 100% of the men under the age of 45 who died, a vast majority of them is because they've taken their own life, which is is pretty damn sad. Um, because it isn't talked about enough and it isn't, no one really says anything about it. Because there is this stigma of, you know, men, men should be okay and, and, and they should learn to deal with things and they should go out and provide and etc. And I think that, you know, and me included, goes across the board. It's, it's how, I've, how I've been thinking. No, I'm getting, I'm getting uh, currently, it's what the class of the daily welfare checks. So somebody comes in and checks on me and has a chat with me and sees if there's anything, you know, they can help with. And I've currently got referrals to adult social services to try and get some help at home. And I've got a consultant psychiatrist involved now who who's trying to look after medication and, and things like that. And when when the mental health team or the home treatment team, as they're called, the crisis team, when they sat down and spoke to me, they, they did say, like, you know, we've got a couple of options. Um, you can stay at home and stay under the home treatment team and we can come and see you on welfare checks. Or we can take you to hospital. That's a scary thought, do you know what I mean? Don't really want to go in hospital. There's this illusion that you'll end up in a nut house and people in white coats come and take you away but I've been assured that's not the case and that's not how it happens anymore that's so 1500s apparently so I keep getting told the downside to that was that if, if, if we deemed that I needed to go into hospital that it's just wherever a mental health bed's available which should be anywhere in the United Kingdom or anywhere in, in England should I say which is quite difficult as you know where we live and I didn't really want to go away from the family and luckily I'm, I'm, I'm supported quite well by my wife and, and my mother-in-law who do help a lot with, with everything and the home the home treatment team could see that that I was getting a lot of support at home so they were happy for me to stay at home but obviously they said like you know if anything comes apparent or things get any worse or medication's not working then obviously the option is I can still go into hospital which I suppose is a good safety net to know and I've, I've still you know when I went to saw the consultant he, you know they gave me some sleeping tablets because I've been sleeping very well they've talked me through the change of medication I'm going to go through and if, if I'm honest, the last few days, I haven't slept very well. Whether that's a mix of dealing with the baby in the night, or waking up and overthinking things, the general F&D pains that I'm always in, and can't shift. And it's... Uh, it's damn right hard it's damn right hard some days I don't know how how I'm even going to get out of bed and cope with that day and some days I'm like dead on it like you know I'm up I'm sorting the dishwasher out sorting the washing out getting the kids ready for school 
these days seem to be getting longer and longer and I don't seem to be sleeping any better. I don't know which way to turn anymore. I don't know what to do. I know my wife can't help me any more than she helps. I know the people around me can't help any more than they're helping. And it's only a matter of time before I need to start intervening myself, which I can do. It's just a lot harder than, than I thought it was going to be. And now, you know, I am under the home treatment team, the crisis team, and, and you know, this consultant, and hopefully they're going to provide the right answers and the right tools to help me. But I understand that, you know, he needs some form of self-help as well. I get asked more or less on a daily basis whether... I still have suicidal thoughts, whether I want to harm myself or others. And that in itself, you know, I've, I've never, ever, ever thought about her harming somebody else. No, never, ever have I felt that I wanted to harm somebody else. Had thoughts of wanting to harm myself as an escape, I suppose. I've also had thoughts, like I say, of... I had a plan. I had a plan of how I was going to take my own life. And I'd worked it out that the wife would be alright, she'd get the house paid for, the mortgage get paid off, etc, etc. And then they told me that my life insurance would have paid out if I took my own life as suicide. So then the question begs, well... How do I take my own life and make it look like an accident? Which, in the grand scheme of it, it's not a good way to to look at your outlook on life, really, is it? Every day I try harder and I try to be a better person. And some days I don't know which way to turn. Some days it's hard to talk to the people that you need to. And I don't know what to do about it all the time. And I try to look online, you know, inspiration. Um, and I see so many of you out there that are doing so well and have had so many issues and have done so, so well. It's truly, truly amazing. And I try and take a leaf out of your book and I try and think, you know, this is the next step. This is what I need to do. So if you want them people out there, and you'll know who you are. I appreciate it. I really do. Now, see, I'm suffering badly with mental health, and 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 you know, I apologise if, if if you're listening to this and it and it's hitting a nerve. I'd like some feedback on on the podcast itself, but at the moment I don't feel like writing, which means I don't feel like blogging. So this is my only way of expressing how I'm feeling. And I'm really good, and I've been told this many a time, I'm really good at giving advice, but never good at taking my own. I suppose that's the same for a lot of people. And I just want to say, anybody out there that's listening to this, if there is anyone listening, if, if you're struggling, tell somebody. Don't bottle it up talk to somebody anybody doesn't matter who 
talk to somebody. Even talk to yourself if you need to. You need to get it out there. It's not great when you ball it in. I'm going to leave you with these few lines um, that were taken from a very, uh, I'm not going to say they're not going to copyright, but a very good um, TV series I watched. And it's quite fitting how I feel, really. And that is, this is it. There'll be days when you're forced to make decisions that affect the lives of everyone you love. Choices that you change, that change you forever. You reach an age where you realise that being a man isn't about respect or strength. It's about being aware of all the things you touch. And that's quite important. Really think about them words. It's in the Sons of Anarchy um, series. Um, so if you know that, you'll know that quote. But really think about that. Get talking to people, I'd really urge you to, guys. Um, Hopefully it's going to be the start of more podcasts. While I can't write, I'm hoping to do more podcasts. I love you all, and I hope to talk to you again very soon. Please, until next time, stay safe.